Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the American Duchess podcast. Before we get started, I wanted to take a minute to let you know that this episode is going to be a little different than our normal episodes. This is part two of our time with Dr. Robin Calvert at the Glasgow School of Art Archives, and for the next chunk of time, we're going to be looking at some of the original garments that the archives had taken out of storage for us to examine and look at. So the audio and video, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're about to enjoy is not necessarily a fluid conversation, but a collection of snippets from our study time at the Glasgow School of Art Archives. Again, we want to extend our thanks to the Glasgow School of Art and Dr. Calvert for their time and allowing us access to the collection. It was an incredible day, and we're so thrilled to finally be able to share it with all of you. Right, so this first color mm -hmm. is the one that's by, we think, a student of Anne mm -hmm. Macbeth. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't have, like, loads of profound things to say other than isn't it beautiful yeah. but I mean it's really interesting too the way this design comes down I think it's one of the more unusual shaped ones mm -hmm. but you can see if you get up you yeah. know kind of close to it I mean it's pretty good yeah it's not the most perfectly stitched it's a little bit shugly as we say in Glasgow shugly. Shugly. <laughs> it's a little bit shugly along here but I mean you know you're looking at these things from a distance it's probably a bit like my nail polish today yeah. don't look at it up close <laughs> uh, but uh you know it actually is really quite beautiful mm -hmm. quite simple mm -hmm. um I think the color in this is really great color yeah it's stayed up pretty well it's held up pretty yeah. well she's done back stitches yeah no, couch stitches she's just she's couched it they're french knots Satin stitch. The hearts are lovely. Lots of friends. I don't know what this stitch is called. Then we got like, I think that's Roman stitching, Romanian stitching there. See, you already are like so much better at this than I am. I'm so glad you're here. But French knots are actually tricky. Like, you can pull through a French knot so fast. So the fact that she did all of these French knots, yeah, like that's like one at a time, like here wrapping and pulling it down. We can do. Ooh, and it's messy. The linings. Okay, so the yeah. lining's shattering. Look well, we've got we've got. Let's add some conservation work mm -hmm. too, which is great. So you can see that there's yeah. actually a net to, yeah, to consolidate to it. it. But yeah. Do you know what the yarns were made out? Because we were talking about this. It looks like cruel work, but there's a gloss and a sheen that that looks more like silk. Yeah, I mean, I would guess that it was probably silk. Okay. Um, Just a really thicker I, yarn. Yeah, I don't know for sure. I okay. mean, it has since it has been conserved. We might have more information in an object mm -hmm. file, but okay. And right. was there any evidence of any like? connection like hooks or bars at the back of the collar well we can look we hold that hold that one out there i, I mean anything. i don't see but they may have been removed looks yeah. like there's a loop on this side see okay. the there may yeah. have been a hook and a loop yeah um they this... may have been taken off or even just lost yeah if they were damaging <gasps> the fabric maybe or Maybe she wore like a brooch or something in the back and that would be really cool. Oh yeah, she could have. Is yeah. there any marks? More artisticness. I mean, no, it could it have It looks been. very good. It looks in very good shape yeah. there. But yeah. Well, do you know what else? It, is, it might have also just been a student piece. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to That's think true. that it was worn. It should, but, it should but have been worn. Yeah. That if it's here in the collection, it mm -hmm. may have been, um, they didn't have degree shows the same way at the mm. time, but it might have been her degree piece mm. or something that was just marked and then it was kept in the collection. So it may have never been finished for wear. Okay. So this um, is, yeah. Now I'm like looking at it, I'm like, okay, this is on the straight, yeah. it was cut on the fold, that's on the bias to fit around the neck. 
And the collar. Sorry, I'm like breaking down because I'm leaving my own. No, this is great. Now you're saying, yeah, you can take some close uh, construction. Yeah. So the collar that we're that we're looking at here, it's a really pretty coppery pink corally mauve. Yeah. <laughs> not pumpkin, not russet. Skin tone. Skin, fleshy, <laughs> pinky, corally, brownish, orangish color. Silk velvet. <laughs> not a color. Every color. Uh, silk velvet that has been embroidered with what we think is a, is a pretty heavyweight silk yarn. And it looks like it was cut on the fold with the back opening being on the bias. The center front's on the straight and it has a stand-up collar and it's been hand embroidered with dark green, sea foamy, cer there cerulean, celadon. No, Celadon. So it's more like Celadon. Yeah. Celadon, that's what I was trying to say. A darker orange, some purples, uh, hand embroidered yarns with a lot of French knots, couch stitches. I think we have some satin stitches, some Romanian stitches. It almost looks like a man array. Yeah. Like flat. Kind of when it's flayed out flat. Yeah. What I noticed yeah. about this is the color palette's actually really subtle. Yeah. It's yes. not like hitchy in the face, like, yeah. I'm artistic. Yeah, no. Well, this is it. Is actually, the color palette across the board is exactly like that because they were yep. interested in the natural tones. Yeah. So so it is things that are kind of derived from nature. So I think saying coral and sea foam yeah. are actually quite yeah. accurate. And so it looks so, like sea creatures. So. Yeah. So the overall look of this, if you were to wear it, would be that you would have a nice big wide circle around your neck. Yeah. that went all the way around and then a piece that extended down yeah. the front of your bodice mm -hmm. that might actually kind of cover as a flap over buttonholes on a button-up yeah. shirt. Yeah. So you'd have a nice kind of vertical piece yeah. extending from the top. And if you had a belt on, you could secure it to the belt because at the very bottom there's about an inch or so that doesn't have a lot of embroidery on it, just enough. Yeah. But, but not as... Sort of like, there's no more French yeah. knots that if you tucked it into a belt... If you were a petite Victorian-sized woman like yeah. yourself, you can yes. put it into a belt. And yeah, you had a short torso. <laughs> a short torso. <laughs> Um, and just to mention really quickly before we move on, also in this box is this really interesting, um, also a collar, again, I think these were probably oh. degree pieces. Lovely, it's just a strip of dark velvet that has some hand embroidery across it in, in uh, purple tones mm -hmm. with some beads that are also stitched into it and then a big button. So you yeah. would just snap it really around your neck and wear it and yeah. there you have a yeah. nice little- Nice little collared shirt. Again, collared shirt. Yeah, artistic detail. And That's that ties right. in with what you were saying about people embroidering and embellishing their own things yeah. with small little pieces to wear themselves. Yeah. It's something we don't really do today, and I think a lot of people are actually kind of, they either don't know the handicraft or they're too scared to do yeah. it. They're yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't... I don't want to, you know, yeah. this is so janky on the inside. It's very messy too. on the inside. And it, to me, it looks also, she probably embroidered it straight, but it's, it's gone a little on a journey. It's yeah. Not, it's not very even. No. And that velvet is pieced. Yeah. The the oops, that's pieced. too short. Pieced. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's always a struggle with making collars because you get the measurement and you think that it's right. And then it, collars almost always end up coming out just a scope too short. <laughs> And so you have to piece it in, I but think it's, it's really I, a nice touch though. It is, and I think this is, I think you've raised a really good point, Lauren, about sort of um, being brave to do stuff, because mm -hmm. I just I just had a memory pop in my head of being back as an art student, and I had a pair of jeans that I'd cut off to make mm -hmm. shorts, and I just sat there with some thread one day, and I embroidered a peace sign, mm -hmm. and I embroidered a heart, I embroidered like the little... You know, it was the 90s, all the, all the garbage, a little happy face yeah, that we yeah. was really big. And I didn't care. 
because I didn't care because I was, you know, I, so I think we, now I'm like, oh, these are my clothes and I paid for them. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not sure I would get brave. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do it. But, yeah. but, but we should, we, we should, should be doing this stuff. This, yeah. Um, this, this adds such a nice touch of personality to your clothing. Yeah. That even if you were, say, wearing just jeans and a white button up shirt, then you, you put that on, on and all of a sudden it changes. Like yeah. It's like, oh, it's that little point of interest, yeah, you know, yeah. and, it, and it's cheap. Yeah. And interestingly, just as an aside, for Margaret MacDonald, for example, mm -hmm. in the artwork that she made, you mm -hmm. often will find embroidery beads embedded in the surface of yes. her gesso panels and things. Yeah. And again, it's about a cheap material that ends up having a really impressive effect. Mm -hmm. We'll see some of those later on in Adventures yeah. in Glasgow today. Yeah. But um, anyway, do you want to move on to the yeah, next yeah. one? Yeah. I love this. This is just, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it beautiful. I want to see this thing laid out, though. Right. Right. Okay, so this is the color that's by Grace Melvin. And okay. she was a, a student here at the art school and in the right around sort of turn of the century. She um, she actually ended up in Canada, ultimately, oh, okay. in Vancouver with okay. her sister and brother-in-law. Uh, but she did teach back and forth. She's a very interesting figure. Um, our friend Karen's writing a lot about her at the moment, so excellent. maybe we could get Karen to actually maybe. do a little Grace Melvin thing for you at some point, but um, for her PhD. But uh, this collar, very interesting. Oh my yeah, we can just gently. And notice we have good archive form here for yes. anyone who sees video. We've got our gloves on. We're gently. I always tell my students, mm -hmm. and because I, I, you know, I think you were trained a bit by Becky too at Glasgow Museums. Maybe. I, 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 no, I only met her occasionally. Oh. I was trained mostly by Linda. Ah, well, it's Linda just Baumgarten. about. It's just about. Um, I always tell my students, don't make her do anything she doesn't want to do. Yeah. With a dress. Gentle, or, gentle. Uh, gentle, gentle. Keep her happy. That's <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so laid out. I mean, you, this is more just like a little shawl. Yeah. You just toss this oh, on. There's no yeah. fastening. I mean, you could have possibly had like some some other of this yeah. type might have like a ribbon or something here. But uh, yeah, basically, and it is a very, I mean, if you want to talk, I love hearing you talk about the embroidery and what you're seeing in the stitch, actually. Yeah, I mean, well, we would call the, the pinks here. This looks like what I would call a Macintosh rose. It has that aesthetic that is very iconic here in yeah. Glasgow. But everything looks like it's either... Um, Satin stitch, the I see couching, probably like Romanian stitches. So pretty, a lot of it actually looks very basic to me, very easy to do. Mm -hmm. um, but well done. But well done. Like her overlaps here are mm -hmm. really quite nice, actually. Yeah, a lot of patience. The mm -hmm. the green squares here, how she's done that, I really, that, it, it draws to the texture. Like, yeah. I want to touch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very tactile yeah. to me. Yeah. And the, do you know what the fur is around the edge? Um, I, I don't know. I think it's beaver. Yeah. It has guard hairs here. I don't have clothes on, but uh, sheared beaver does look like ah, this. Okay. Interesting. But without touching it with my actual fingers, I That's wouldn't okay. be able to tell. Mm -hmm. It might also be coney, which is rabbit. Yeah. It may also be sheared mink, but I'm going to guess it's sheared beaver. I'm going to guess it's probably whatever the least expensive one would have yes, been. Yes, which would have been coney. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, actually, I thought it might be rabbit, but mm -hmm. uh, but you I don't know for sure. Um, those are the guard hairs. That's why I think it's beaver because it has a woolly. I will go with your expertise because I do not have. I do yeah, not I'm have not good with expertise. She's I have a freakish sort of like knowledge of fur. Yeah. I used to do That's taxidermy a... in school. Amazing! <laughs> that is really cool. 
So, um, yeah, so you this can is take online. Would it have been lined? Um, I think probably not, actually. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's quite a thick, yeah, just mm -hmm. toss it on, kind of. Yeah, and like the edge here, like, it's basically finished. It finished. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it would have been a cleaner finish if she had lined it, but, but it doesn't look like yeah. it. Because typically with fur trimmed garments like that, this is what's rolling the edge over, mm -hmm. like yeah. you did with the muff, where you yeah. have to have something to turn and then whip, whip it down mm -hmm. to, and then they would have just lightly tacked in the lining over mm -hmm. that. But if there's no indication, mm -mm. Or, yeah, I'm not sure. No, there doesn't seem to be. That looks like can, that's tarleton. conservation. Oh, this is conservation? I think. Or is tarleton? Well, maybe, actually. For stiffness? I it think, yes, since we can't use our fingers yeah, to feel it's it, hard today. it may be related to the, the fur edge because you yeah, see that, that too. turning, um, turning uh, other edges of fur. So that keeps the support mm -hmm. to, it to allows, keep it to... Yeah, so it yeah. allows you to turn the edge of the fur because you have you can't just fold it over and then stitch it yeah, down yeah. because it's high. Right. You have to turn it with something like a tape right. of mm -hmm. some sort. And then that's what you stitch down. Yeah. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. I'm so glad you guys are here. <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, so there's some really lovely beadwork. And yeah, I think you, this is definitely, I, I, I would say, Abby, just a, a, not in a corrective way, but I that's would fine. call this a Glasgow rose. Well, okay, my bad. Oh, no, my no, no, bad. it's fine. It's just because even though I'm supposed to be Macintosh expert, you mm -hmm. get way too much credit. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's, it is a rose. It's upset. And this is a really nice kind of variation of it because it's a really perfectly um, symmetrical kind of a derivation of it whereas the Glasgow one we know yeah. is a little bit yeah, yeah. it's just got yeah. a bit more asymmetry yeah. to it so. so and for well again there's always gonna be pictures on the blog but there is a it's a particular type of aesthetic when it comes to this design this rose and it's circle so it's very how would you describe this? Well, it's a, it's an abstracted yes, rose, right, yeah. and it, it often, I mean, it's just about breaking down, but I mean, you do see it actually outside of Scotland, too. You yeah. do see it in English arts and crafts. Yeah. Um, it shows up in Belgium. Um, it's just about taking that symbol. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and I have, one of the things I haven't talked about, which is a whole other thing, is <laughs> European symbolism mm. and the connection of all of this work to that as a movement. Mm. And the idea of taking popular kinds of symbols and just using them so people have the suggestion of ideas about yeah. So, you know, anyone out there, so what does a rose mean? They go, love, mm -hmm. spot on. Anybody can get it. Mm -hmm. So it's using really simple symbols and shapes and breaking them down. Um, and I, I, again, I haven't said, all of this has a direct connection to Art Nouveau yeah. in yeah. design. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it Glasgow style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Glasgow style is considered to be sort of the Scottish manifestation of Art Nouveau. Yeah. Those terms are really problematic. And mm -hmm. there's, a whole, again, a whole other lecture about all of that. <laughs> But, but in its essence, it's about responding to nature, finding organic farms, and finding new forms of expression in art. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a lot of really important, uh, probably unsung connections to the birth of modernism in art mm -hmm. as well. I think we always, in art history, you know, yeah. they're like, look at the Impressionists, they did yeah. it. It's like, hang on, no, England, Scotland are doing interesting things too. Yeah. Um, and actually quite influenced. So yeah. it's a much more complicated thing. But anyway, that was a big tangent on <laughs> Yes, that's a Glasgow rose. Um, and beads quite beautiful so it has yeah. a it's very round 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 mm -hmm. and then it has a square in the middle that mm -hmm. has um, 
beads in it. Some yeah. like yeah. tulip beads. They're like little tulip, black tulip bead work yeah. all around the square. And then in the middle, there's this green stone surrounded by four pink ones. Yes. Um, so you've got the same kind of lovely palette. I love the palette of this it's one too because of these, palette, yeah. these again, these earthy colors, but on this like deep mauve yeah. velvet. It's just and with the brown. It's not colors. Too, yeah. Right? yeah. And then like the soft sages. Yeah. You don't necessarily think, I, you know, I'm thinking about painting my walls and I'm like, oh, actually, that's the color I want for my kitchen. <laughs> this shape is so, so, so typical of 1890s, but then with yeah. this embroidery on it, it just takes it, it to just takes level. somewhere yeah. else. It takes to, yeah. Know, yeah. And I, school, what right? I also yeah. find interesting and somewhat complicated about this mm -hmm. one too is it's a bit, it is a bit later. And mm -hmm. I think this is, I'll double check, but I want to say this is dated on it for us around 1910. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that might be, a, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's almost like that simplification of it yeah, is just this, a little cape. It's, it is almost like a little evening yeah, cape. Well, yeah, this, the shape is so classic. Like I feel yeah. like you can wear it in any time period and, mm -hmm. and it would never really be out of place. What makes, what dates it is the embroidery design. Yeah. Um, and this one again, it would be really easy, basic geometric shape to cut. You cut it on the fold. It looks like it's on the straight. The points at the front end up just naturally, naturally bias E, but not really. It's still very much the grain yeah, is on the straight. Yeah. Um, so again, it's a very simple shape to cut. Very simple. The pattern is there, and then that shape there. It actually reminds me a lot of um, the shapes that you see in Workwoman's Guide mm -hmm. for 1830s. Yeah. yeah. Like they just don't. That capes just don't change that much. But no. it's what you do with them mm -hmm. that. Well, if you put a strip down the front, that's so very of that time yeah. period. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else like that? Yeah. yeah. But this one's very pretty standard. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just taken to this other place. It's just the, the design yeah. that makes it. Yeah. 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 This. this her personal touch is what made it. Yeah. And I bet this would have been great on most, like 99% of the time. Yeah. Here in Glasgow. Just toss it off. Yeah. yeah, adds that extra little warmth around your shoulders. That's yeah. what we do with our scarf. Yeah. You're a little exactly. chilly in the room. Toss it on. Exactly. I am going to make one of these and keep it in my bag. I you should. I have to. Mm -hmm. I would probably add a tie there to make <laughs> or sure. Or I'm going to add someone there. who knows how to make things to make one of these more so. He's student. Yeah. Want some extra credit? <laughs> Hey everyone, Abby here. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for supporting this podcast and everything we do at American Duchess. It really means a lot to us and it helps us more than you know. Also, if you'd like to be a part of our little community, consider joining our Patreon. With coupons, free patterns, early access to videos, there's a lot there and we're always adding new things. All right, enough of me. Now let's get back to the show named Daisy McGlashan. Well, that was her married name. She was Daisy. No, Anderson was her married name. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh yeah. So, and so do you want to look at it? And then the box. Oh, so here we are in the box. Oh my God. So and just do a little bit. Yeah. And um, so we'll take it we can take it out. Yeah, we? so if we grab the diving yep. yeah. at either end, and it looks a bit like a body when you... Yeah. <laughs> so if you grab it at either it's end, we'll just pull it, pull it out. And we'll just tweak it out over yeah. here. There we go. go. And then the belt as well. Oh, yes. Here we go. Here we go. We've got plenty of space. Okay. Leave, I think we'll leave the belt in here because it's beautifully set in the box. Oh my gosh. Um, There's right. that natural color scheme again. Oh, come on That's over. Beautiful. Actually, Lauren, so you've just said the color scheme. Is there anything in particular about that color scheme that you... Well, the, the sage with the purple yeah. is just... 
it's very natural and mm -hmm. very sophisticated and very pretty. There's a couple different colors of green on here. Am I am I meant to be picking something up in particular? <laughs> yes, but not but that's all right. Everything you said is correct. In fact, what I'm going to do here, is I'm going to gently take her that way. Yeah, because yeah. she's there first. She's there second. <laughs> I like the cotton sausage rolls. <laughs> yes, I mean because this is. Do you ever get tempted to just like beat each other with them and like have fight on a regular basis? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and also, but it, I have to say, if yeah. you look at it, this is, um, I think the way even the stress is packaged shows it's special quality because yeah. we've had specific conservation materials made. It's mm -hmm. not your typical uh, donuts and sausages, yeah. as we call them, <laughs> when we do uh, packing textiles. This is made just for this dress. Yeah. Um, so, I'll talk about it as an artistic dress, and then mm -hmm. I'll get back to that color thing. Mm -hmm. um, this is, I think, very, this is a quintessential artistic dress. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the culmination of all the years of sort of discussion around reform and what, what dress should be. Um, you can see that it's made, it's not too different from a typical uh, what year? shape of the time. So this is around, we think, circa 1900. Okay. So it's not that far off mm -hmm. from your shape of the period. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's got these beautiful things, like it has this amazing bell sleeve, yes. the pagoda sleeve. Actually, this was in style from the mid-Victorian yeah. period. Um, it has a natural waistline mm -hmm. with a bodice that's quite loose. You mm -hmm. could possibly wear some things more, your, like, I want to say say stays, but that's too early. Yeah, a corset. Yeah, a corset. Yes, a corset. But, but it doesn't have to be a tight lace no. strict corset at all. Just enough for support. Just enough for support. Um, it's lightweight. It's this beautiful silk. What kind? Is it a blend? It, I is it known. a blend? I should check that. Sure. I know. I should check. Can you check at the oh. record for us, Kat? Mm -hmm. Because uh, I should know that right off the top of my head. But it is like a, I'm blanking on the weave term that I want right right now. It's, it's a plain woven, but it's not a taffeta. No. It's. It's almost like a raw silk, like maybe. Yeah, that's kind of I think what I was trying to think of. There's slugs in it. So, yeah, yeah, the camaraderie. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's a, like it's a, a raw silk, silk. So you can, because you can see the thread. Yeah. And it's and it's made that way. It's but it's not that it, it's aged. It's actually aged really well. It has. It's. It doesn't look like a dubioni. No. Um. But it. With velvet, somewhere between a taffeta. Yeah. And like, <laughs> with velvet ribbon trim, yeah. and silk thread embroidery again. I think you were saying earlier, and if you look closely at some of it, again, we've got a mix of, mm -hmm. it's that appearance looks really well, but if you look mm -hmm. at some of the detail of the lines down here, yeah. it's a little bit shoogly again. Yeah. Shoogly. 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 Our, new, our <laughs> word of the trip, but yeah, we have, we have French knots um, in the, on, usually on, the, it looks like it's mostly on the ribbon trim around the embroidery. It's heart shaped or leaf shape yeah. of this. And then we have that kind of abstract circular Art Nouveau Design. They're not roses. They're just kind of like violet. No, no, it's leaf. Yeah. You're right that it's a leaf shape. Yeah. Um, so it's that natural organic motif again. Mm -hmm. And then the belt mm -hmm. is so you have it on, this tucks yeah. in. We've got the Covers connectors here. Yeah. 
for the bodice to the skirt mm -hmm. and then the belt would just wrap around covering up that lovely connection and the belt hangs as well <gasps> oh, yeah so it's got a nice little medieval kind of thing yeah, going on very romantic I'm also glad you're speaking cat so they can hear that there are actual Scottish people <laughs> who are here at Glasgow <laughs> yeah. well, very few, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Most We're of our all team in... are English. So I know. Well, that's right. It's, I'm the rare American. Yeah, exactly. um, so basically, uh, it it's just so beautiful the way the whole thing comes together. And we do have images of this, by the way. Being worn? We do have images being worn because very weirdly, I think, I'm going to be a bit, I'll be slightly critical, not of anybody who works here now. <laughs> But at some time, I think in the 90s or something, oh. somebody let somebody wear this dress. Do we know? What? <laughs> so for, to model it for some reason. Now, luckily, it was a very petite person who yeah. had it on. And I think they were very careful about it. It's obviously yeah. in fine condition. Yeah. But it was just, I think, a different curatorial attitude. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Dresses aren't as important. Sure, put that yeah. on. It's just a bit of costume. Yeah. It's just a dress. Which no we obviously deal. treat this very differently now. Yeah, which is, which is a very important object. Um, and it is, it's a rare object, because I will say one of the challenges of a studying artistic dress is that most of them do not exist anymore. Yeah. Um, because they were made in a very costumey kind of way, mm -hmm. the, it's just rare examples in collections. Most of them are later examples, mm -hmm. like this 1890s, 1900. Well, could you imagine, like, just for example, um, it's the 1960s, it's the 1970s. I'm going to come join come you. Come join and, us. And you're going yes, through, like, you know, an estate sale or just, like, a, a rummaging through, like, a thrift store or something like that. And I'm not using, you know, British slang for this. Yeah. But just to kind of give you an example. And Charity you see, shop. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you see a top like this and you go, oh, that's really cool. I can work with my bell bottoms. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Oh, yeah. So you pick that stuff up in, like, the 60s and the 70s. Yeah. Again, like, feeling very hippie and yeah. artistic. Yeah. My and mom's the, got stories like this. Yeah. Oh, I had a 1930s or a 1920s. Yeah. I know. Like, I used to go to, well, there's a great store in Miami for any Miami, if there's any Miami listeners out there, <laughs> Miami twice. <laughs> and I would go get it was Miami yeah, Twice and it was painted in that sort of yeah. deco-y color. And I'd get like smoking, 1960s smoking jackets and wear yeah. them to the club. I mean, yeah, exactly. you know. So this would be, yeah. So this was made very specifically. And I will say there's one more interesting thing about this yes, one. But, uh, about it. The, yeah, the colors. Mm -hmm. So um, thing is with this one, because of the colors, we think it also po quite possibly slash probably was made... Um, as a suffragette. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. Of <laughs> See, our suffragette colors in the U.S. are different. White. So yeah. I know I don't yeah. think about it. But yeah. Yes. These, these are suffragette colors here, and and that would And so the these women, the women associated with with who are called the Glasgow Girls now, mm. mostly because there was an exhibition, a wonderful exhibition in the '90s called Glasgow Girls to highlight them. Yeah. But um, some of the other women who I haven't talked about as much uh, were definitely suffragettes, although Anne Macbeth, who I mentioned, she was she was a suffragette. She did, was in prison for it. She did, was force-fed mm -hmm. um, because she was star on starvation protesting mm -hmm. women who were being imprisoned for marching. Mm -hmm. That happened around 1910. We even have papers. Um, in fact, there's a great blog post mm -hmm. about it that these guys did. I awesome. can link you to. Yes, um, and, and, and we have letters and papers mm -hmm. from the school, from Glasgow School of Art Board of Governors, supporting her mm -hmm. for her imprisonment and asking, mm -hmm. and she's saying, I'm feeling better after, but they force-fed me. Mm -hmm. So that... So Anne Macbeth was her teacher, mm. Daisy McGlashan's teacher. Okay. 
So this is a little bit earlier than that that than that episode happened, mm -hmm. but during this whole period, the women who were making these kinds of clothes were also associated with the new woman. Mm. And so now what we would consider to be feminists, mm -hmm. but at the time was not a, a term. Is, and so and this they is were historic feminist dress. Yes, it is. Amazing. Absolutely. What a, um, I'm getting chills thinking about <laughs> women's history and just yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, we don't, it's not documented that no. she made this to be a, a, any kind of statement about suffrage, but it is the right colors, the right time, and the right, I mean, women who the were right involved mindset. in it, the right mindset, the women who were involved in it, I mean, I, I, there's definitely, and I know there's other people who are doing research in mm -hmm. this area, there's a huge crossover between artistic dress mm -hmm. um, and women's suffrage. Well, of course. Um, yeah. And there's also a Artists and politics. I mean, Shocking. it's like they never go together. Yeah. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Women in politics yeah. is where it's starting. There's also um, at the Museum of London, there's a really beautiful banner mm -hmm. that was made by Anne Macbeth, um, uh, but it's essentially a quilt mm -hmm. um, that was for a particular suffrage march. It was the Holloway March. And and on it, so it's beautiful. It's it's total Glasgow style type mm -hmm. at the top, and yeah. she's stitched in Emmeline Pankhurst's name, um, other major the major people who are organizing this march, and then on the quilt part is signatures of women who were imprisoned. So it's it's a you can look at it at the Museum of London website, mm -hmm. but I mean there's a huge connection between mm -hmm. making and craft as well. Yeah. Um, so not just in clothes, but in textiles mm -hmm. and this sort of political movement. Yeah, uh, to me, it's it's one of those things where it's the time and knowing who was her teacher and what her world. And if you're designing this you and being an artist, you think about those sorts of things. Yeah. You don't just do something off, you know, just, yeah. like, just because. Yeah. There's thought in this and there's careful thought. So to connect it to the suffragette movement here in the UK, oh yeah. yeah it's very positive. It's, yeah. yeah. No, we, and we think gorgeous. It's and it's stunning. so it's beautiful. Gorgeous. I know. Just absolutely love this dress. It's mm -hmm. just, I, I mean, couldn't you just wear it? Yeah. Yes, I could. Yeah. And, and something I really love about the embroidery as well, and I know that you guys have mentioned this, is it's not, it's not the level of like inaccessible, cannot possibly do no. that no. myself ever. It has such a hand in it. It does. Yes. And I think it's purposefully made to look that way yeah, yeah it like does I mean I look at this I am not an embroiderer I always wanted to be except for that one time I did my jeans yeah. and, and, I, and um but I look at that and I think do you know what I could do that mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it, 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 I, it obviously it wouldn't be as neat I'd have to take some practice I'm not sure you've mentioned the French knots as hard so I won't you know that's but you could do but you I could mean, do like, it it's, it's basic stitches like I am not an embroiderer by any stretch of the imagination I was taught basic embroidery stitches um, I actually taught some to Stal Sally, which is a funny side story, but all of these, it's straightforward stitching. There's nothing, like the hardest thing I've seen in here are the French knots, but some people are really good at French knots. Yeah. Like yeah, some, great. I guess great at French yeah, knots. Yeah. They're time consuming because you have to do each one individually. You can't like cruise. Yeah. You know, like, like the satin stitches here, you can just bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Like the French knots, they take a little bit more time, but no, this is something that's completely accessible. It's something that anyone who just has the right size yarns, that's actually the biggest challenge for this to me in a recreation yeah. would be finding the right weight of yarn yeah. Yeah. to do but, this. But pearl, like yeah. generally accessible pearl is really yeah. thick and thick like that. Yeah. And like the uh, bodice bottom edge is raw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a very Machine doable. Machine sewn. 
doable mm-hmm. dress if you wanted to do a recreation or something. Yeah, I was just do you have any this. students who are interested in, in pulling patterns off originals? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I mean, yeah. it would be an interesting exercise. I'm not sure. Um, we do, we do, they do come in our, and use the archives and mm-hmm. collections quite a lot because we, we, I should, I should say, anybody, whoever wants to do research, we have an incredible archive of textiles and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we have a Fraser Taylor archive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 So we have loads of 20th century stuff. I mean, if we were really mm-hmm. going on and I, I, there, there's not enough time, but no. we also have some incredible, um, I mean, most of the pieces in the collection are student pieces, yeah. but we have an incredible um, uh, set of, of materials from sort of the mm-hmm. early 20th century, like oh, skirts, skirts that were influenced by the ballet russe. Oh, nice! I ballet know, Russe's. yeah. What's so the really, the belt with the buckle, it's yeah, still there, like intact. The stay belt, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And then I was just doing very gently. You can see there is oh, actually a little yeah. bit of a lined, that lovely orga- is that organza yeah. kind of to give you a little uh, splash the when you yeah. wave your arm. Um, we've got there. a little bit there. I bet this thing has got a hundred closures on that bodice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's stitched on one side, and yeah. then there's a snap, and then yeah, sort of hook and hook it'll and have tie. all kinds of. Yeah. This yeah. period has all kinds it of does. like snaps and hooks and yeah. Like, yeah you're suddenly like wow. Because it looks so that that's so it can look very simple and put together on the mm-hmm. exterior, but it's really quite complex. It looks like so the line there looks like there's a lining. I guess we're not allowed to open this up, are we? I wouldn't just because okay. it's it it is um, fitted you can to see that. There's a so. hook in there, so it looks like there's a lining yeah. to help give it structure. Yeah. So that yeah. way the front can billow out. Yeah. But then it is just a couple of, of hooks and bars all the way down. There's a snap there. So yeah, I bet mm-hmm. hook it because this is stitched yeah. on one side. So yeah. the right hand side is stitched. Yeah. And then it hooks over as a yeah, piece. Not nearly as complicated as the yeah. one I got from the thrift shop where it was like hook yeah. over here, hook over there, yeah. under the arm, oh, that, over that the neck. 1919 dress I have that has a lot of embroidery on it. Um, it was mass produced, but and obviously younger than this. A lot of embroidery that is similar to the artistic mm-hmm. embroidery we've been looking at. Mm-hmm. And it's a very simple brown kind of sack like dress with a tie at the mm-hmm. waist. And it has this cotton underbodice thing going on. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're finished, you're like, oh, that looks really simple. It's actually very similar to this because it has yeah. a, a plaster in front, like yeah, like that thing. You know, I, I do want to see. I don't think so, but can we see a pocket? Oh, or not? No pocket. I don't think on this one. It might be in the back. Oh, is that one is. right there? No, no. Wait. There is a pocket. There is, a pocket. There is somewhere. I mean, we don't have to see it. I just wanted to know it was there. Because yeah. sometimes there's pockets at the waist. Yeah. The, the skirt is actually is really, sorry, I feel like I'm yes. totally interrupting. No, you're not. <laughs> not at all. But the pocket is really interesting because it's right under here. She put it down. So she's put it right in here. Secret oh, no. pocket. And it's so really deep as well. So, so it's the like pocket, really, really pocket. Yeah. Yeah. for people secret listening, pocket. and we're getting video of this, but it's down towards the hem. So you can in, see the it in the lining of the underskirt. Wow. Oh, wow. That is Look at that. so cool. It's huge. That's where you keep your secret stuff mm-hmm. against the patriarchy. Yeah, that's, that's what we right. like. <laughs> like we made a very subtle weed work. <laughs> <laughs> We like to speculate in group visits about what she would keep in that pocket as well. (laughs) So 
I can't believe in all the times I've had this dress out. No, I never. Because I've been. I just assumed you knew. No, I didn't. Oh my gosh, your dress is. Do you know why? Because it has a pocket. I think I'm always super protective about not rummaging the dress when it's out because I want it to stay beautiful and perfect. So I did not know. But I'm so glad I asked because, of course, pockets are a big political conversation even now about women's trousers not being made with pockets. Women just want pockets. We're trying to make wedding dresses with pockets. Women have pockets, so they're just maybe at the bottom. Yeah, so so the fact that she's like, this dress needs a pocket, also because m many of the Victorian dresses I've examined in collections do have pockets, mm -hmm. often in the waistband. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. a little watch or pocket the, or a tiny right, little yeah. thing. And you also see them like in the back yeah. of the opening for like this era too, yeah. that they're, they're butt pockets. And so there was a bunch of costumers who made Edwardian gowns and they... They put pockets in, in the yeah. butt, and so they were always reaching back there, like looking yeah. for their phones and stuff. Yeah. For, for people listening, the skirt has two layers. Uh, there's a stronger interior layer with a gathered machine ruffle, and then the outer layer that has been embroidered is in the plain, plain woven silk. So it's, and it has a wool braid for hem support. I don't see any evidence of tarleton or any sort of really heavy structure. It looks like the wool braid is doing most of the holding out of the skirt as well as the ruffle. So it's a very simple construction. Um, it's the embroidery that makes it quite special and the colors. So uh, this is just a last little bonus thing. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that became, that sort of was very connected to artistic dress was mm -hmm. about um, actual costume yes. plays and performances, tableau vivant. And so the interest in actual, what we call over here, fancy dress, yes. historical costume, um, really influenced it. So these are examples of costume designs that were made uh, by people associated with the school. So they were students, but they all went on, often went on to be lecturers. And the main person I'm showing mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. is Dorothy Carlton Smith. Okay. And she's such an interesting figure because she was, uh, she was a costume designer. She worked for Shakespeare Productions. Mm -hmm. She traveled. Mm -hmm. She came back to Glasgow. She was sort of the first head of school of design, is what mm -hmm. we would call it today. Okay. She taught fashion history at Glasgow. So this is where you see DCS okay. on any of the drawings. Those are hers. They're beautiful. Um, but also, very interestingly, we, have, we, we love her so much because she was actually appointed to be the next director of the Glasgow School of Art after Newbury uh -huh. in 1933. And then she had an aneurysm and died before oh, she could take no. up the post. She... So we appointed a woman director that early. Wow. And she was considered, Newbury called her like the heart of the school. Mm. Um, and she's the fashion and, um, so cool. you know, historian yeah. and maker and, and did a yeah. lot of that. So it shows a really rich, important history here. Yeah. But these I mean, are just... These are hers. So most of them are. You see, some of them say DCS. Some of them have other initials yeah. of other. But what this was, the Mask of the City of Arms, mm -hmm. was uh, written by Newbury. You can see right yep. there in the, the center. And this is one of a, a series of sort of performances mm -hmm. that they, the students and staff wrote and did together okay. um, in the history of the school. And they'd, they'd be these kind of, see, so let Glasgow flourish. Mm -hmm. Um, the music actually for this was written by Dorothy's sister. Mm. She had two sisters. And um, they were performed. This one is performed. You see the proceeds are to be devoted to the Scottish Artists yeah. Benevolent Fund. But there was one performed when the school opened, the new Macintosh building opened. There were ones performed kind of throughout this period. 
So, uh, but the costumes, I mean, not only are the costume designs amazing, but we have photographs of them yeah. made up next it's to them. Stunning. Do you see how her collar? Mm. Oh, there's that shape. Yeah. It's so it obviously came out looking different, but yeah, yeah there's the there's the collar. It's yeah, so similar to, to the one we were looking at. It is interesting to compare sort of the mm -hmm. the drawing with the, the one as made because mm -hmm. the as made ones are obviously much simpler, you know, yeah. do they run out of time materials yeah. so they just couldn't be yeah, exactly. ours to faff with the beautiful yeah. trim here and then <laughs> yeah, sorry, exactly. no time. Uh, it's the theater. <laughs> it's a theater. And short lived too. Mm -hmm. Excellent. These so, are these are beautiful. And these Thank are designs. So much for sharing. Oh, you're quite welcome. Yeah. Actually, this is just for Lauren, really. Yeah. <laughs> these she did a whole set of designs for Macbeth. That's cool. And so these are some of them. We have other ones that are really incredible frames, but they're all online. You can see them all at our website. That's awesome. Thank you, Robin, so much. And thank you, ladies. From thank you, Pat and Jennifer, um, for being so welcoming and hospitable to us. I can't promise that we won't have people coming, wanting to come and look at stuff and we know it's available. <laughs> no, that's good. Okay, good. 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 Excellent. Thanks for listening to this episode of the American Duchess podcast. We want to give a special shout out to Dandy Wellington for giving us permission to use his music for our intro and outro. If you want to hear more of Dandy's music, check him out at dandywellington.com or anywhere you like to listen to music. Finally, if you want to know more about American Duchess, you can find us at www.americanduchess.com, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, All American Duchess, as well as other social media platforms. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye!